0: What do you do when someone data dumps on you about someone else? You didn't ask for it, but the person gossiped about someone else. Perhaps it was a friend of yours, and it was unsolicited. These situations are almost always messy, and it leaves you uncomfortable and challenged to respond humbly and biblically to the gossiper. In most cases, this is not the first time the gossiper gossiped, which ratchets up the need to do something about it because gossip is a spiritual cancer that can divide friendships and churches. Hello, everyone. This is Rick Thomas. You're listening to the Life Over Coffee podcast. This is episode 404. The title of it is How to Respond when someone gossips to you. This is a sticky, messy situation that none of us ask for. Sometimes it's like when someone tells you a dirty joke. There you are. You are stuck. How are you to respond? Perhaps the overarching verse that will help us to work through this episode 404 is James 4.17. He says that when you know to do good, but you do not do it, it will be a sin. And so therefore, if the Spirit of God is convicting you and you need to push forward in this messy situation, then, well, the best thing that you can do is to push forward, even though it's messy. But this is our opportunity to trust the Lord, to work through these situations that are unsolicited, not asked for, and it leaves us feeling kind of yucky, and also fear of man could be tempting us to uh, not confront the gossiper. Now, what I want to do in this episode is I want to—it's in three parts, episode 404. One, I want to tell you a personal story. This happened to me, and so I want to put that at the top of the podcast. And then number two, I want to walk through just a handful of questions that will help you think through uh, the degree of gossip, the consequences of gossip, should this be something that you should push to the furthest extent of what I am going to present to you. And so I have a handful of gossip questions for you. And then part number three, I want to give you some gos- gospel I want to give you some gossip tips, uh, 10 of them all together. And so I have a ways to go. I will wrap up with a call to action, but I do have a ways to go. And so let me get into this. What I'm sharing with you, a personal story, it did happen to me a number of years ago. A person in the church came to me, and they gossiped about our pastor. They said something that I did not know. I did not solicit it. It just, boom, data dump. There I was, just a bystander. This person had something they wanted to say. Perhaps, and I do think, that they saw me as a biblical counselor, maybe a a leader of some sort, and, and they thought that they could do that, and it would just be okay. Well, it was not okay. And I knew that I needed to confront them. And so I confronted this individual and I told them that, hey, I am not part of this problem. I'm not part of the solution. This is something that you should go and talk to our pastor about and you should clean it up. However, I now have a problem. You have put something in my head that I did not know. And so when I sit and listen to our pastor, I am going to be thinking about this gossip that you have just provided for me. Therefore, now I am part of the problem, and so I am going to be part of the solution. So what I need for you to do is I need for you to go to the pastor and reconcile this, and then I am going to follow up with you, and I'm going to follow up with him to make sure that everything is tidied up. I gave them a time frame of when I would do this, and I don't the follow-ups, and I don't remember exactly the time frame. But what happened eventually is that the pastor and his wife, me, Lucia, Lucia, my wife, the gossiper, and their spouse, we six met in our living room just over there, and we talked about it. And the pastor was very humble. He he shared that, yes, this was a sin issue in my life, but I have been working on it, and if I have sinned against you, if there's something that I have not resolved, please uh, will you forgive me? And there really wasn't anything that was unresolved. The gossiper just had loose lips, and they were sharing information, and it was sinful for them to do so. Well, the gossiper asked the pastor for forgiveness. Now, as the meeting was winding down, it just seemed to me like there was something that just wasn't right here. My spotty senses was going off, and so I asked the gossiper, I said, are you okay with me? And the gossiper looked at me and said, no, I'm not. I'm angry with you. And they were, and that's what I was discerning as I was listening to this individual talk to our pastor and talk about this situation. They were confronted. They were publicly embarrassed, but there was really no other option here because this person was gossiping and slandering our pastor. They were bringing an accusation against an elder, and there is no way in the world that you could let that stand Well, the person asked me to forgive them, and I gladly did that, and I assume that from that evening everything is okay, and it's been many years, and that is part of the history. I share that situation because I want you to know that I have been in that place. By the way, I have not communicated uh, in that story if that gossiper was a male or a female, so I'm not trying to draw any identity uh, to the individual, but the story is uh, very much true. And so with that in mind, I want to walk through part two, part three of episode 404. I want to ask you a handful of gossip questions because you really need to work through, is this something that I want to take to this next level, the next level of reconciliation, which is going to bring more people into this situation? Not in every case would you need to do that. And so you have to degree this. You have to weigh this to see if this is something that you need to push to this level. But you really need to guard your heart because the temptation will be to fear a man for most of us, and we can just shove this off, shove it aside, and that's really not what we ought to do in some cases. So I really want you to think reflectively and humbly about what has happened, if this has happened to you, or if it happens to you in the future, perhaps you can refer to this episode 404 and work through these things that I'm going to share with you right now. And so let me ask you a handful of gossip questions, and then I'll work through a sequential process in part three of how to work through uh, when gossip happens, when you need to confront the individual and help bring reconciliation to everyone involved. All right, so gossip questions. Number one, what is the nature of the gossip? Now, that's important, and you want to think through this. For example, are they revealing to you a grievous sin about another person? The story that I just shared with you is an accusation made against an elder. That is a severe sin that any church member could make. That's exactly what happened. So there was no way I could just let that go. That was impossible. But maybe there's some kind of sexual sin or abuse or some slanderous comment made about another person. It may be true it may not be true whether it's true or false is not the primary thing here but it is a person sharing information outside of the sphere or the circle that is intimately involved in this situation that is the problem and so it is a is it a grievous sin about another person or is this casual gossip that is not as damning But still yet, careless chatter. Now, I can't tell you whether you need to push it to the next level, but there are degrees here between a grievous sin and careless chatter, and you have to work that out. Question number two, is this out of character for this person? Or is this a communication speech pattern, meaning this is not an episode, this is not a one-off with this individual, but this is who this person is. They are a gossip, and they have very little or no shame about sharing information about other people. Maybe another way you can think about this question is, would you characterize this person as a gossip, someone who is divisive? Question number three, are you able to overlook this one-time careless chatter. What does it mean to ignore it, to overlook it? Why would you do it this time? And then question number four, would it be wise to speak with a leader in your church about what you heard and who said it? Now, this idea of talking behind somebody's back, I just presented two scenarios to you of two people talking behind someone else's back. One person is a gossiper. They are not redemptive. They are divisive. Their motivation is impure. That's one person who talks behind somebody's back. That is sin. There is another individual who talks behind someone's back that is you. Your motive is pure. Uh, You are redemptive. You're looking to make a biblical decision. You're not talking horizontally to people who don't have the wisdom, the insight, or the spiritual authority to bring any kind of reconciliation to the situation, but you're going up the chain. That kind of talking behind someone's back is okay when your motives are right, you're seeking redemptive purposes, you're trying to make a decision, and you're talking to it a person who can be part of the solution because they have spiritual authority, wisdom, competence, courage, compassion, oversight, and they can truly be part of the solution. And so would it be wise to speak with a leader in your church about what you heard and who said it? It could be wise, and I would recommend it if you're stuck uh, based on the other questions that I've just asked you. Okay, part number three, I want to give you some gossip tips. And so let's say that you cannot ignore it. Let's say that the gossip is damning and the gossiper has a habit of loose lips. If this is true, then you must respond to the gossip. And so I want to give you a few tips to help you work through the process. Now, as I do this, I'm going to appeal to you that you read Watch or listen to this resource that I just recently developed. The title of it is The Art and Care of Correction Among Friends. I have it linked here under episode show notes 404. Please read, watch, or listen to this resource because it will help you. I talk a lot about how to bring confrontational care to another individual, and if you're going to confront the gossiper, you want to make sure that your heart is right, and you want to make sure you walk through a biblical process, and so this resource here titled The Art and Care of Correction Among Friends will benefit you tremendously. All right, so here are 10 things to think about as you confront the gossiper somewhat in a sequential order. Number one, It would be best if you confronted the gossiper. If you're receiving unsolicited information, you have to let them know that they are sinning. You've already worked through the handful of questions that I have asked you, and you believe in your heart of hearts that this is the right thing that you have to do. Therefore, you have to confront the gossiper, point number one. Number two, you have to confront yourself. Now, maybe you have to confront yourself first. And what I mean by that is that you have to confront yourself with any temptations to the fear of man, any fear of man issues that you may have. More than likely, you're going to have them. I would. I don't like confrontation. Some people think that I enjoy it because of what I do for a living. What I do vocationally, and well, what I do vocationally is what I do as a Christian. Those two things aren't separate. If I didn't have this vocation, I am still called to live the kind of life that I present to you. My website here, the resources that I provide, they're really just my devotionals. They are how I think about the Christian life. And so it really has nothing to do with my career. And so, therefore, I don't like conflict. I, I, I talked to a lot of pastors. In fact, I was just talking to a pastor last week who said I don't like conflict. That was he. He's not an outlier. I mean, most pastors do not like conflict. But what's going on with pastors and what's going on with me? And what I'm appealing to you, what should be going on with you is that we have to be obedient to God, whether we are afraid or not, has nothing to do with being a pastor, has nothing to do with being a biblical counselor, has everything to do with being a believer, being a Christian, a Christ follower. Therefore, you need to confront the person. But as you do that, you probably need to confront yourself because you're probably like me You don't like confrontation. The temptation will be to overlook the sin of gossip when you know you should not. Going back to James 4, uh, 4, 17, to the person who knows to do good and does not do it, to that person, it would be sin. It would not be wise to overlook this because rarely will this instance of gossip be the first time the gossiper gossips. This is probably not their first time. You're not the lucky one. You're not the first one to hear this person gossip. This is more than likely a not just a grievous sin that you cannot overlook, but this is not the first time. And so number one, confront the gossiper. Number two, confront yourself with fear of man. Number three, you want to let them know you're not part of the solution. You're not part of the problem. You didn't ask for this. It can be okay to talk to a person about someone else. I've already talked about that. It could be okay to talk to someone behind their back. But in this instance, the motive of the person who's sharing the information is not humility. It's not redemptive. They're talking to someone who is not part of the problem, not part of the solution. And so in this instance, talking behind someone else's back is sinful, and so you want to let them know that as you begin to confront them. They should not have been talking to you. Number four, as you confront the gossiper, you ask them to go to the person that they gossiped about. Seek their forgiveness and they should let that person know what they did, or in this case, what they said, and they should seek transactional forgiveness. Now, when I use the word forgiveness here, I'm modifying forgiveness by saying transactional forgiveness. Not only did the gossiper bring you into this situation, but now, you know, it's like they were driving down the road, they hit a mud puddle you were on the side of the road and they just splattered you you didn't ask for it but now you are you're dirty well they have splattered this person too that they gossiped about that person didn't ask to be gossiped about therefore the gossiper cannot go to them and say i'm sorry to say i'm sorry doesn't permit them the gossiped it doesn't permit the person gossiped about to be able to transact forgiveness and so they can't say i'm sorry they must say will you forgive me to give them an opportunity to forgive them and so it needs to be transacted point number 4 as they confront the as you, as you confront the gossiper you ask them to go to the person that they gossiped about number 5 you let the gossiper know that you are going to follow up with the person that they gossiped about. So give them an appropriate time frame to go to the person to seek their transactional forgiveness. Now, this is what I did with the story that I shared with you at the top of this podcast. I don't remember the time frame. A few days, a week, shouldn't be more than two weeks. I mean unless there's extenuating circumstances, they should tidy this up quickly. And so you want to give them a few days, a week uh, to tidy this up, and you let them know that you're going to follow up with the gossiper uh, to make sure that, that everything happened, that it went well, and, and reconciliation was sought. Number six, once enough time has elapsed, then go back to the gossiper to make sure they cleaned up their sin. You've got to do what you said. You told them that you were going to do this, and you want to do this. Now, at this juncture, you can let them know you're going to check with the other person to make sure that complete reconciliation has happened. It could be that the one gossiped about is struggling. And so you have gone to the gossiper, and let's say that they say, yes, I went to the person I gossiped about. I asked them to forgive me, and they transacted forgiveness. They said, I forgive you for what you said, and the gossiper was very specific in the sins of their tongue. And so now you go back to the one that was gossiped about. And you want to do this because, one, the one who gossiped will be glad you did this because they're humble and they're teachable. They have nothing to be afraid of, nothing to fear, nothing to hide, nothing to resist. The gospel frees us uh, from this kind of attitude and this kind of reaction. If we are humble and we're teachable, if we are gospel centered, then yes, I want you to go to that person. I want God to be glorified. I want the fame of Christ to be spread. I want you to be fully affirmed in your soul that I did the right thing. I have nothing to fear. I have nothing to hide. I have nothing to protect. Therefore, go to that person, and here's what you're going to find out. I confess my sin to them. They transact. I asked for forgiveness, and they transacted forgiveness, and this thing is reconciled. Well, you go to the person uh, who was gossiped against about, and then you ask them, hey, here's the story, this is what happened, are y'all reconciled? Now, what what could happen, one, that it's not cleaned up on the gossiper's side, but you could also find out that the one who was gossiped against is is still hurting, still struggling. And so now you become a minister of the gospel because that person is hurting because they were slandered. That happens a lot uh, in reconciliation events. For example, uh, in a marriage— One spouse can sin against the other spouse, and let's say that the offender is genuine and repentant, and in authenticity, they go and they ask the offended to forgive them, and it's transacted, but the offended goes away, and they're still struggling because it really hurts. It really hurt, and that's why it's necessary to come back around and talk to the offended and help them to work through what happened to them. If the sin has been neutralized by the power of the gospel, then you want to talk about it. It's okay to talk about it, because that sin will not just automatically animate, because it's dead. The power of the gospel has neutralized it, and so now we have an opportunity to conversate about what happened. It's neutralized. It's not going to animate, and so we can talk about it to make sure that every heart has worked through this. There's no churning of soul noise, and reconciliation has happened. And so once time has elapsed, whatever time is appropriate, you have followed up with the gossiper. They have done what you've asked them to do. And so now you go to the person who was offended or gossiped about, make sure that reconciliation has happened, one. And then two, make sure there's no remaining soul noise operating in them, point number six. All right, number seven, always keep in view that you are part of the problem and you are part of the solution at this juncture. Though you never sought to be in this position, the gossiper brought you into this position. You were walking down the sidewalk wearing your beautiful white suit, and the gossiper came down the road on a rainy day, hit a mud puddle, and now you are dirty with their uh, inconsideration, a euphemism for their sin. You weren't asked to be part of it, but you are. And you have to step into that position. You have to keep that in view. Because you're in that position, you have to take the lead and you have to bring this sin to a redemptive close. Now, you might not be able to do that. There's a lot of things, as you have already intuited, that can go wrong in this process. Uh, The gossiper might not be teachable, might not be humble might not have a desire to repent. Uh, They could bow up. Uh, Now they go gossip about you and start sharing all kinds of nonsense that's not even true about what you did. I know that can happen, but that's the cost of doing business. That's the cost of being obedient. And we must care more about doing the will of the Father than being managed by people who are not responsive to sin. They brought you into into the problem you have to be part of the solution. Therefore, you're going to lead, even though there's a possibility it will not come to a redemptive end. That's point number seven. Number eight, if the gossiper is your friend, you do, not, you do not want them in your inner circle. Maybe they were in your inner circle. Maybe they were a close friend of yours, but if the gossiper is your friend— then you need to shove them out. I talk about friendships in concentric circles. I just did a podcast not so long ago. It may be episode uh, 401, 402, 403. It's right in there. You can look it up. This is 404. But I talked about concentric circles with friendships. Your most intimate friendships are reciprocal friends. These are friends that that you pour into and they pour into you. If the gossiper is inside that. Uh, inner circle of intimate friends, you don't want intimacy with this kind of person where you're sharing personal information with them. This is an important point. If they gossip to you, they will gossip about you. Take note. Point number eight. Number nine, perhaps later, after objective repentance and a period of discretion, on their part, discretion, meaning not loose lips. Perhaps a period of humility, they can move closer to your most intimate circle of friends. But for now, you must not be vulnerable. You must not be transparent with this individual. You cannot trust them. And so, point number eight if they gossip to you, They will gossip about you, and so they cannot be part of your innermost circle of friends. Point number nine, maybe after a time of discretion and objective, measurable repentance, maybe they can move back in. Be careful. You cannot trust them right now. Number 10, if you struggle with this process, reach out to your church leaders. Again, talking up the chain to someone in authority who can work out a solution with you is not wrong. What you don't do is speak horizontally to folks who cannot help you. You don't want to do what the gossiper did to you. And so you can talk up the chain. If your motives are in the right place, you're seeking redemptive efforts, then you're humbly seeking those in a spiritual authority who can speak in to this. This is episode 404, How to Respond When Someone Gossips to You. Part one, I shared a personal story of the same thing that I'm, I have illustrated through my questions and comments. Part number two, I ask you a handful of gospel gossip questions. You don't want to get gospel and gossip confused. I asked you a handful of gossip questions, and then I gave you 10 gossip tips. I want to wrap up this Life Over Coffee episode by uh, four call-to-action points. Number one, what aspects of this process that I just laid out for you do you struggle with and might need to talk to someone about it? If you struggle, will you speak to someone in spiritual authority, preferably uh, someone in your church? Now, I realize that's not always possible. We get so many people that come to our forums uh, that talk about pastors and leaders that they just can't talk to for various reasons. Now, I am so aware that that I'm hearing one-sided stories. But again, I choose to believe all things, and I, I choose to default to trust and truth and belief uh, until I cannot do otherwise. And, and so a lot of people do come to us, and it's hard for them for 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 right reasons to talk to their pastors. And I know that is an issue, but men, most of you, most of you can. And so what aspects of this process do you struggle with? And if you do struggle, would you talk to someone in spiritual authority, preferably in your church? Number two. Describe a time when someone gossiped to you. How did it go? How could you have responded better to this person if you could have, assuming you could have responded better? Number three, is there someone in your life who has gossiped to you? Are there a few things you need to do to tidy up the situation? If so, what is your plan? If you're in a situation right now where someone has gossiped to you, you're not thinking about a past gossip situation and reflecting on how it went back then, but someone has gossiped to you recently and it's not tidied up, it's not reconciled. Are there a few things that you do need to do to clean up the situation? And if so, what is your plan? And then finally, number four, if you need help, if you need help with what I'm talking about—and I know this can be so messy, and I know this is not a one-size-fits-all, and I, I get it—but if you need help, will, will you do a deeper dive by reading? In episode 404, I have three articles at the top of this uh, in these show notes here, in addition to the one that I mentioned earlier, The Art and Care of, of Correcting uh, Friends. Would you read those three articles plus the fourth one that I, I have mentioned? You'll find them all in this episode. And I really do want you to talk to someone. And if you can't talk to uh, a leader in your church, uh, if you truly can't, and and it's, it, it's the leader's problem, let's just say that there's some authoritarianism or... or or lack of maturity, they don't know how to bring uh, soul care, you're welcome to reach out to us. But your first call to action is talk to them so that you can work through this. We want want to take care of the gossip that happens in our lives. You have been listening to Life Over Coffee with Rick Thomas. If you have a question for Rick, you can let him know by sending him a note through his website, rickthomas.net. That's rickthomas.net. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your coffee.